Okay. So now, you know, now I'm really recording. Now I'm double recording because we figured out some technical problems tonight. Nice. Recording on the Hangout and recording the audio of the Hangout. Hey, Rob. Hey, Jersey. I got a question for you. What's up, man? Why don't you just do what you're good at? Let's see. Why don't we just do what we're good at, Rob? Mm. I think there's um, a few, like, I think there's a lot of ways to frame that. I think the two that come to mind as like, like sort of uh, fundamental framings are one would be, Hey, we need to practice what we're not good at. And that is a, that's a path of improvement. So what we're good at is also a signal to like, don't just do that. So stipulated. Yeah. And then I think the other one is, 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 is considering expectations of others. And saying like, oh, this is a uh, convention I'm going to live up to or a, a practice or an approach or maybe an inspiration. I mean, you're just following it, but like you don't know you're not that good at that approach. And by you, I mean me. <laughs> <laughs> and there we have it. All right. Let's talk about this in detail. Let's talk about you. Let's talk about your life. <laughs> okay. Because uh, you just showed me this this pen doodle you did. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm telling you, not just as your friend, but as a fellow artist, it's a good sketch. Mm -hmm. Thanks. Why can't you just work like that? Why can't you just like? Why can't you just make, uh, bus like comics made on the bus? Mm. What would be wrong with that? <laughs> I would definitely be able to fuel the, um, insert string of swear words here internal, um boiling fire of like i would just like a little more elbow room and i hope there's no whiz on this chair <laughs> wait that, this that is kind of passion would yeah this is minneapolis this is like everybody there is so polite and clean and happy uh there's whiz in minneapolis no people don't pee there <laughs> we do it's not <laughs> yeah <laughs> anyway scatological humor aside uh <laughs> the uh uh, no, no. Okay. So actually there's, there's a, there's a variety of buses and you just never know what you're going to get. And there's a combination of things like, like drawing on the bus, two things have shy, made me shy away from it. It's such a broadcasting activity of like, yes. I'm doing something different. Please engage with me, which is not actually my message. Mm -hmm. And then the other one is, uh, just the, 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 the physics of doing that on the bus because different, some buses have pretty good suspension, some not so good. Certainly. I, room, I, I was, room. I was more or less just trying to say like something where it's like, I'm spending a half hour yeah. that I normally would be reading news or looking at Twitter and I'm doing this pen doodle thing. So he did the unblocking project, right? Mm -hmm. This would be more like. A more focused on blocking where and it would have the added benefit of co uh, accumulating into something else right yeah i agree i'm i'm i will uh subscribe to your newsletter i like this <laughs> <laughs> i and, but yeah but before we go any further than that i mean i want to make sure that and i'm gonna i'm gonna tick you off rob i'm gonna disclaim i'm not saying that everything should accumulate into a thing right yeah okay it doesn't have to but it's like just before we started recording, you were 
bemoaning the fact that you don't have enough time to draw. And I mean, and I think most people who do draw, no matter how much time we have to draw, we never have enough time to draw exactly what we want to draw, you know? I mean, that's like, that, that, that's, that's an ongoing problem that's always looking for a solution. Mm-hmm. But Because I'll tell you, you've seen that mini comic I have called um, Fish Don't Have Teeth, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a Boulder Fleet story about mm-hmm. Fleet and these two fish wrestlers. Totally, and I, I, I documented this in Thunder Punch Daily, I think in also on my, um, my own personal Patreon. Uh, I did that for Mini Comic Day. It was an eight-page mini comic I did in eight hours. So each page I spent maybe an hour working on, maybe less because I actually had to write the story from scratch too, right? So the question has been on my mind for a long time. And, oh, and I drew it actual size. So what? I drew it like a quarter of a letter size sheet of paper, right? Just with a Pentel... Um, stylo pen it's just like a mm. plastic pen with like a plastic crow quill nib right oh wow yeah so it kind of does what the crow quill does but it's not nearly as precise because it's plastic and it's like a five dollar pen um hand lettered hand drawn you know written on the fly and, and i ask myself all the time why can't i just incorporate something like that into my weekly routine like i just like maybe one or two little crudely drawn simple pages and i think part of it is it's a resistance thing of like oh i'm committing to another thing that's another job i don't need another job Mm. but if i set it to where it's like only like an 8 to 16 page story not that big of a commitment and then these can be little chapters that maybe add up to something but um but i think another part of it for me is the idea of i know i'm going to find a way to make it more complicated than it has to be i know i'm going to find a way like it will be a little bit more Mm. elegant if i do this right Mm. Shot through the heart and you're to blame. Look at that. Totally. That's the thing. That's it right there, right? I, yes, I will promise you that I will make it more complicated than it, then, and then the, because of the ambiguous uh, concept of what it needs to be, right? Um, because even defining the thing, I'm like, until, I'm like, and I, I've, I've seen this over and over, like you, you, if you make a thing, um, until it really, hits some kind of contact with the outside world or some kind of, you know, testing environment, some kind of exposure to the f- elements, the it's all assumption. Uh, mm-hmm. So all of that assumption of like, well, I, you know, well, I've got to do it this way. And which is what I experienced. Like when I uh, was doing the bulk of my uh, uh, comic work thus far, uh, which which is uh, I did Art Geek Zoo from what February 2008 through I don't know sometime in like 2012 somewhere in there and uh, the uh, which like the bulk of that work was the first four chapters which was done by sometime in 2010 uh, but yeah I mean so part of the the, the catalyst to this was was talking about um, um, well, I'm doing some planning for Lean Into Art and then thinking about like my experience in um, like wanting to, well, I was, I think I was disclaiming in our, in our, in our conversation doing planning, saying it, it, it trying to describe like, well, why would some kind of artwork take me a long time versus other stuff? It, it doesn't take me actually that long. I don't think I'm, you know, a, you know, super duper Olympic fast or anything, but like, yeah, you know, pretty good. I mean, I facilitate plenty of workshops where I draw live all the time. And it's not like there's the, the comedy of it would be, you know, 
in my workshop, then I would shut up for a half hour while I'm on the whiteboard. <laughs> uh, I and if you hear any muttering, you're like, shh. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I'm not done. A little more hatching. Hold on. <laughs> right. No, it's, uh, yeah, okay. But but thinking about the, the style where I, I sort of threw out things I had practiced. And then, I mean, that was part of like the catalyst to, to talking about talking about this topic right and um so why couldn't yeah. you and, and i'm totally not trying to corner you here rob i'm just using you as uh, an unfortunate uh lab experiment for everybody else's benefit uh and hopefully help you too but like what what, what how how hard would it be to like say get a moleskin right look at how big these things are it's eight, half of a size and eight yeah. and a half by 11 right not that big uh hmm. turn it sideways Right or get one of the reporter style ones, and you you just take a ballpoint pen and you fill one of those pages with comics panels as often as you can. Right, like just whenever you got spare, no penciling, just go straight to the page with a ballpoint pen, and whatever you get, you get. Mm -hmm. um, you well, you ship crude stuff. Yeah, yeah. It, well, fair enough, I, and I think some of it. Um, some of it, the the crude factor has uh, still some some expressiveness and clarity. Um, if I'm, you know, if I'm on my game, yeah, and uh, yeah, and that that varies. I mean, I that, think that's a worthy that's a worthy challenge. I don't that yeah. I mean that and that's what we were just talking about in the Galaxy Super Adventure with Lucy uh, Bellwood was one of the things mm -hmm. I, I remember this distinctly. We were talking about perfectionism, and. Lucy said something about, uh, you know, really the uh, clarity is way more important than uh, refined illustration. And then I interjected, I think clarity is actually more difficult than refined <laughs> illustration, right? Um, but clarity is a skill that I think transcends the... Um, you don't have to... Let me, let, me, let me find a way to put this. Clarity seems like, for me at least, it's a skill that I can tap into a lot easier than the kind of drilling one has to do in order to keep one's illustration skills up to snuff. Because it's a taste thing, it's a sight thing. You mm. you can, um, of course, rendering is part of it, but you can have clarity with very crude drawings, right? Yeah, you can. You really can. I've experienced that all the time. That's um, there's this whole uh, line of uh, characters that I mean I don't know I don't think I would tell a story with these characters other than sort of um, framing up simple uh, scenarios in in like workshops or in you know things that I that I do in my day job. But like I do, I use this uh, vocabulary of simple shapes characters, mm -hmm. and um, uh, and in the whole UX community, there's kind of like there's um, I think it's a slightly different flavor from any of the dominant styles that I've seen because you, know, you have traditional stick figures, you have star figures, you have blob figures, you have, you know, there's these things that you'll see appear pretty commonly, especially in people's sketch notes or the mm -hmm. whiteboarding you know, yep. efforts. And, uh, you know, and I basically am like, well, I want something that's more expressive, a little bit like the whole, um, the, the, uh, the bag of rice, you know, mm -hmm. the twisty torso, but I also don't want to spend a lot of time and or and get into like well, you know let's let's have too much realism. So I want expression, expressive postures, 
and um, uh, clear empathy through like just simple human, you know, there's going to be eyes and a mouth and um, a posture basically. And so, yeah, it's, it's basically a, a circle on top of an H with a couple extra lines. Yep. I know the figures you're talking about. I've seen them, you know, dozens of times in your presentations, right? Yeah. And I've, so I've, I've seen they communicate like that. That's it. That's, that's a pretty, pretty low hurdle, honestly. Yeah. So, uh, but I would like to, you know, um, I'm not just interested in that. I, I actually am in, interested in expressing other, other feelings and textures and stuff that's beyond the scope of, I don't know if I could do, well, I don't know. It'd be fun to experiment, but, uh, yeah, I, I guess I don't know where that's going, but like the the um, the resistance I have is, is even though I really love it, like the traditional comic line art, flat coloring, um, you know, shading, highlights, all that stuff. It takes me a long time. Uh, yeah, yeah, and I'm like the time the the investment versus the output versus the impact versus what it's like. It's tough to say like that's a wise for me investment um so which is a puzzle because honestly because of the the things we talked about in the beginning the assumptions of like well there's the um you know there's the expectation of mm-hmm. you know of, of like well this is this is the art form right and and, mm-hmm. and uh I don't know, but that I know that that that's not entirely true because there's so many examples that are counter to that, and they're amazing. Like yeah. Nausicaa. Nausicaa is drawn like with, I mean, basically micron style pens. I think right. There's no like heavy um, line variance. Yeah. So and very little in the way of blacks. True. A lot of hatching. A lot of hatching. A lot of hatching, almost to the point of black, and it almost looks kind of like the the kind of scribbly doodles one does when one's on the phone, you know. Not to mm-hmm. say it's sloppy, but I mean like the, the way the lines interact with one another, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point because I, I I imagine probably probably yeah, I mean there's probably tangents in there, you know, lines but intersecting he, and elegantly. He's, he's a master draftsman and he's a master of composition, but that's uh-huh. the clarity, that's the clarity aspect, and so mm-hmm. he can. Because he can, because he has that eye, and, and that eye is not something that is like, it's not a talent thing, it's something that's developed with skill and observation and practice, but he can dial it back to something that's a little bit more loose and a little bit more on the surface. Oh gosh, we, I was just, I was just at a comics presentation yesterday where somebody was talking about this, talking about artists like Alex Toth, who uh, mm. w- later on in his career, he used fewer and fewer lines to achieve the same thing. Which, once if you do, when you start doing this long enough, you start to see the nobility of that, right? Of like somebody who can take like six lines to construct something, and every line counts for so much. And knowing what to get rid of, and so the the presenter was talking about like the first half of your career, you're trying to figure out what you need to add. The second half of your career, you're trying to figure out what to subtract. You know, which sounds like all like jazzy and everything, right? It's, it's the notes we're not playing, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what's what talk was this by the way? By the way. Oh, this was at the Ann Arbor District Library. Uh Brian Fees of uh Mom's Cancer did a presentation okay. on uh Is that available comics. online to to see? It was recorded, so it will be eventually. I don't know when it's going to go up. Mm. Okay. And then we're also talking about uh um what Hayao Miyazaki, 
right? Mm-hmm. He didn't mention Inosuka. his name. Inosuka. Anyway, might be you're, you're, obvious to our audience, but... You're practicing good podcast etiquette. <laughs> there you go. Anyway, yeah, so... Uh, the 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 jazz okay that that's a cool but, okay, framing so, so i don't know does that ring true what do you what do you yeah well, i'm just going that? back to your example when you showed me that doodle that you did of that knight character mm-hmm. and i see a similar kind of aesthetic going on there it's loose it's sketchy it's got like lots of little it looks like what did you use like a felt tip pen on that yeah yep it was um essentially it's the zero one. Oh, the sakura micron um, no, it was, uh, the, I did this with a Derwent. I'm holding a Sakura Micron at the moment, but, uh, which is a zero one, but, um, I'm a little bit like doing a little face off between the, uh, on the side, whatever, just playing around with, uh, the, the Derwent graphic, right? Yeah. And versus the Sakura Micron. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's a tough call. The Sakura Micron sure flows really well, even at the the the, the zero one size. Um, but I I think I like the thicker Derwents more. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. I'll tell you my favorite uh, plastic pen right now. Um. Hmm. Besides the brush pens, I mean, like I still I still adore my Pentel color brush. Mm. Uh, I just recently got the Pentel Food Food Day. F-U-D-E brush. Um, <laughs> it's, it's very similar, Foodie. but I don't know what, how to say it. What does that mean? I don't remember. It's, 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 it's a calligraphy brush, but I don't even Whoa. know if you can see it. It's, it's slightly there. narrower yeah. than the color brush. Um, and oh boy, oh boy, do I love inking with it. Uh, my All the bowling night art drops I've been doing have been done with that brush. That looks like uh, a very versatile size. It because is. Because I found like the traditional Pentel pocket brush... Too darn yeah. big. It's big. Unless yeah. I'm drawing big. Yep. Yeah. It, if it, the the art drops I do at the bowling alley are like four inches by four inches, so uh, the the pocket brush just does not accommodate that. So for that, I use this is the the Pentel stylo. It's like five bucks. And okay. here I'll see if you yep. can see on the screen. See mm-hmm. how it's got like a plastic crow quill tip. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I have. I've actually. Yeah. It's, um, I got one of those, um, uh, so 24 hour comic day in, in Minneapolis, there's, uh, really nice, uh, local, um, local establishment that sells art supplies called wet paint. And they, uh, they, they gave, they give like these free packs. So I was able to, I've played with one, um, plenty. It's really, it's really cool. I didn't know that was its name though. So, yep. You yeah, can yeah. find them, find them on Amazon, Dick Blick, and so on and so forth. Totally, but yeah, I just I I wonder. So another thing I've been playing with is, um, you know, like the the mini mini comic format where you fold the page into eighths and then you mm. cut in the middle in such a way and then refold it and it becomes a mini comic. You know, what I'm talking I've about, seen right? it. I have not okay. done that though. John O'Ballier, cool. who you've tabled next to at Kids Read Comics in the past, he makes yes. them in that size a lot. And the neat thing about it is, like, you basically draw on one side of the sheet of paper, and then you only need to do a one-sided copy to make a comic, an eight-page comic out of it, right? Mm. Downside is that format doesn't allow for a lot of panels or a lot of fancy art. But upside means that it's really inviting you, and it's rewarding you for doing something that's fast, loose, and simple, Mm -hmm. you know? So I made a Manga Studio template, you know, that matches that. And I've I've been having my my kids Whoa. my students make mini comics like I said like oh, we had two hours 
you're doing eight page mini comic in two hours. That's all you get, you know. Um, and I've had a couple of kids actually ship it, you know. Uh, one one of my favorite students did uh, uh, the Empire the Empire Strikes Beak, a little parody comic about Darth Vader and a bird. Um, <laughs> another kid did like a prelude to his like epic like canthropy series. Mm. Um, but uh, it was a signal to me that like okay. And they were working in a manga studio, right? I'm like, I wonder if I could. I wonder if I could like work that in someplace where it's like, you know, you don't get to zoom, right? You just, you just, you get to do it 100 percent size, and uh, no using fancy lettering tools. You're lettering it by hand. You know? Wow. <laughs> and just do black and white. Shut up. Don't try to show off what a great colorist you can be. And 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 I mean, <laughs> and 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 borrowing from my student or my classroom experiences, set a timer, right? You know, you get a half hour. That's all you get. Put it down after that. Wow! Wow! What? It, so, it, it sounds like a really powerful tool. And I haven't tried I, it yet. Okay, you haven't tried it. Okay, so the the comics you like, Empire Strikes Beak, is that is that done in this format? Yeah. Okay. So okay. So it's yeah, you you've seen some things be. Attempted. I've seen it done. I mean, okay. what these kids were doing is they, I mean, they hacked the game by making every page a panel, which I never specified that there had to be more than one panel per page. But it was it was a good signal to me that like, okay, if you want to do this thing, in a short amount of time, you know, you're gonna be doing some, one panel pages mm-hmm. for sure. Uh. But uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, you want to stop there, and I'm not letting you. I know. I was pulling a, <laughs> a pregnant pause. Just, I could, because, just because. You telegraph your punches, Rob. We shouldn't do this in video. I know. Um, I like to do that, though. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I essentially stop with a knowing, ah, open, open mouth <laughs> smile, almost Mendo's commercial-like, like, ah, we're done. <laughs> It's almost like a Muppet character, actually. Yeah, that's fun. You know how, like, when they finish an act and they, like, hang their mouth open and kind of bob their head a little bit back and forth. That's where I learned it. That's a good point. Um, um, Muppets are know, good teachers. I don't, I, don't, I don't want to end this thing with us making a commitment to anything, but I just mm-hmm. want to put it on the table that mm-hmm. I, th- I think we need to acknowledge and confront, and this is speaking just for you and me, in, in the hope that this is relatable to anybody else, right? I think you and I both need to confront this notion of when we want to do more drawing of, of some sort, some kind of expressive thing, we need to learn how not to overcomplicate the darn thing. I super Jeez. agree. And we could stop it there, but we're not going <laughs> to. I don't know why. No, maybe this, actually we could, but I'm going to see nope. if this, this works. Okay. So, um, when let's see so gosh it's so funny i'm such a uh, yahoo because i had a thought and i'm <laughs> now recovering it <laughs> it'll be back in like two seconds now with the uh you know practicing doing a small thing reco- you know doing doing some kind of uh, acknowledging of constraints uh yeah i'm, I'm 100 i'm 100 for this and actually i mean i and i practiced that a lot through last year with the whole unblocking project and it's, uh, uh, there's something about, and uh, 
I think a project can have many lives. And that's another part of this where sometimes when we put a comic into the world, we're thinking like, okay, this is the only impression people are going to have. But like, depending on what media you consume, you see like that that's just not true. Like yep. things are redone. Things are attempted different. And also, you know, um, it's, it's a, it's a positive aspect of all the, like how Lucas demonstrated. It's like, yeah, I get to change things and, 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 and evolve over time where, um, there's, let's see, which isn't as extreme of an example. Cause it's not like star Wars episode, whatever got retold, you know what I mean? But elements got played with. Right. Um, yeah. so, which by the way, you are by far more, a bigger star Wars expert than i am like what are you even talking about listen to the listen yeah whatever the uh um the galaxy of super adventure podcast which is fantastic totally conveyed like i may have like a certain like brand attachment to the the two star wars or whatever comparatively but like your knowledge nukes mine by far i don't even know what i said did I name a character? Did I say like Panda Baba or something like that? You, yeah, I think it was something related to um, like Zach was quoting something and then you were like, rah, rah, rah. like you said the name <laughs> of a character. I don't know. It was just <laughs> pops and buzzes to me, but I'm like, ha, how does he know this? Anyway, um, anyway. fun side note. Yeah. So the, um, the, the, the committing to the, um, the, the thing sometimes feels like now it's going to be frozen in this one form, but it can take a lot of forms. Yes. And so For like, maybe God it's not sake. in color. The first version, maybe it's not. And that's, and maybe it's publicly released. Maybe someone even pays you for it. <gasps> and, and it's public. It's awesome. Then, then do it again in color. Then do it again with like, um, digital lettering or, or changing some other feature or whatever the heck you want, because it's yours. Or- yeah, or redraw it all together if you don't like it, you know? And, like, not even though I've said mm-hmm. repeatedly, you know, like, don't go back and redraw chapter one over and over again because you'll never get chapter two done because that's also a trap. True. Adam Lackbar, everybody. Everything. But call back. <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 but at the same time, yes, like, when it came to that Boulder and Fleet comic, the Fish Don't Have Teeth one, which I did just for the pure fun of it. This was like, I'm just doing it for mini comic day just to see if I can do it. And then I did it, and I was like, well, it's not as good. It's not as well drawn as the first mini comic, you know? Well, but you know what that's like, right? Like, you, you're talking about, like, assumptions, and you're setting yourself standards. I, like I, I do know. I oh, Dude, have yeah. you read Art Geek Zoo, The Way of Sound? <laughs> yes, I, I very, very much know what that's like. And, uh, yeah. And through the gut wrenching, horrible feelings, I just kept doing it. Yep. (laughs) And And so, so, you know, Hey, look at me. I'm just saying like, yeah, I get it. And so when I did the, the, the the fish don't have teeth one, I was like, do I want to print this as a mini comic? Mm, I don't know if I do. I mean, the first one had all this nice brush work and had dry brush effect and had digital lettering. Uh, this one is like all hand drawn with like a felt tip kind of thing. doesn't look as good. And then finally I was like, something in my head said, who cares? Just release it. And God help me if that's not one of the most popular books on my table. Not because the crude art, but because the clarity of the idea and the, and it's, it's, a, it's a catchy idea. There's fish wearing pants that are wrestling and talking in Slavic accents. You know, there's a lot there that's appealing despite the fact that I shipped it relatively 
quickly and dirtily. Right. <clears throat> um, it, yeah. That, yeah. That, let's see. Relatively. Well, it's really it's so funny because it's, it's like to, to agree with anything on this is it feels problematic. And look at me disclaim because it's like, uh, yeah, it was not your best work. We're all agreeing on this. No, that's a foundation of the conversation. No, no, uh, because I didn't even know a lot of what you were pointing out as far as the, <laughs> far, far as the, you know, the, the felt tip pen and all that stuff. I didn't know that that you had all you had all this this list of observations on that project. I thought it was cute and funny. So, exactly. And that's all you're really trying to do. Not you're not only trying to make something cute and funny. Well, I am, but like you're you're trying to do something that that captures the essence of what you want out of the work, and you can do that with a wide range of tools and restraints, with a wide degree of quality. And I I think you nailed it, Rob. It starts with an assumption that what you're doing is locked, and this is the expectation I'm setting for myself, and this is an expectation that I have, which is really an assumption of what the audience needs or wants, right? And yes. that's, that's, the, that's the first checkpoint. That's the thing I'm gonna start putting in my way from now on. Is this an assumption of what an audience needs and wants? And is this an expectation I'm placing upon myself? 